Well, hi, everybody. It is a Wednesday. I think it is uh, 2 22 23 or February 22nd. Um, I was listening to a really interesting podcast slash article by Gonzalo Lira on YouTube. If you haven't listened to him, I recommend you go and check him out. Uh, it's spelt Gonzalo, which I can't spell, L-I-R-A, Lira. And I think his channel is Gonzalo Lira again. And then he has roundtables. Um, so look into him. So he was reading this new uh, statement by China about U.S. hegemony. And it was actually uh, really quite good. And it talks about, you know, uh, political military, economic, technological, and cultural hegemony that America is using to be the bully of the world. And rather than me read it, because I suck at reading, I will put this into the video, because on Gonzalo Lira's channel, he actually reads it, and he's a little bit better of a reader than I am. And then it and, and then that's the summary. He reads the summary, and then he reads the, the you know, the, the end um, part of it, which is, I guess, the, uh, the wrap-up, the conclusion. This piece is called U.S. Hegemony and Its Perils. So I'm going to read you the introduction and the conclusion. Now, both parts are very brief, but it is really, like I said, the prosecution's case against the United States. And let me read you first the introduction. Since becoming the world's most powerful country after the two world wars and the Cold War, the United States has acted more boldly to interfere in the internal affairs of other countries, pursue, maintain, and abuse hegemony, advance subversion and infiltration, and willfully wage wars, bringing harm to the international community. The United States has developed a hegemonic playbook to stage, quote, color revolutions, instigate regional disputes, and even directly launch wars under the guise of promoting democracy, freedom, and human rights. Clinging to the Cold War mentality, the United States has ramped up block politics and stoked conflict and confrontation. It has overstretched the concept of national security abused export controls, and forced unilateral sanctions upon others. It has taken a selective approach to international law and rules, utilizing or discarding them as it sees fit, and has sought to impose rules that serve its own interests in the name of upholding a, quote, rules-based international order. This report by presenting the relevant facts, seeks to expose the U.S. abuse of hegemony in the political, military, economic, financial, technological, and cultural fields, and to draw greater international attention to the perils of the U.S. practices to world peace and stability and the well-being of all peoples. Now that's the introduction. There follows five sections that expand on this introduction and, and the points raised by this introduction. The parts are, the first one is political hegemony, throwing its weight around. 
That's the title of the part. Part two, military hegemony, wanton use of force, economic hegemony, looting and exploitation, technological hegemony, monopoly and suppression, and finally part five, cultural hegemony, spreading false narratives. Okay, that's the that, that's those are the five parts of the of the bulk of this yes. piece. And uh, my reading, last podcast, um, in our names, I talked a little bit about why do we allow our government to represent we the people in such a heinous way, and especially after reading this with the the hegemony. True, and here I come to the conclusion. Quote: While a just cause wins its champion, wide support. An unjust one condemns its pursuer to be an outcast. The hegemonic, domineering, and bullying practices of using strength to intimidate the weak, taking from others by force and subterfuge, and playing zero-sum games are exerting grave harm. The historical trends of peace, development, cooperation, and mutual, mutual benefit are unstoppable. The United States has been overriding truth with its power and trampling justice to serve self-interest. These unilateral, egoistic, and regressive hegemonic practices have drawn growing, intense criticism and opposition from the international community. Countries need to respect each other and treat each other as equals. Big countries should behave in a manner befitting their status and take the lead in pursuing a new model of state-to-state -state relations featuring dialogue and partnership, not confrontation or alliance. China opposes all forms of hegemonism and power politics and rejects interference in other countries' internal affairs. The United States must conduct serious soul-searching. It must critically examine what it has done let go of its arrogance and prejudice, and quit its hegemonic, domineering, and bullying practices. Um, we really do look like fucking assholes. And, and unfortunately, and I've tried to clarify this before in podcasts, that the difference in a, really in a republic, a constitutional representative republic, which we are not, but we were supposed to be, and a democracy is in a democracy, you elect people and they kind of do what they think is best, kind of like the parent in the room. And maybe that's why they say, you know, the parents are in charge again, whatever. And, and so I, I think um, the world sees us. We tell the world we're a democracy. And in a democracy, we could put blame on our leaders and go, well, we elected them. And, and and in America, they're supposed to do our bidding, but they're not. And so they could look at it and go, well, if you're a democracy and they're doing your bidding, then they're being assholes in your name. Now, in a republic, it's actually even worse. And, and because we are a republic, they have every right to hate us because after, you know, the 17th Amendment, we lost representative republic, basically. That was really the end-all, be-all. 
the passing of the 17th Amendment destroyed representation in America. So, you know, that was 50, 60, 70 years ago. Fuck if I know. But, you know, after 100 plus years, we were doing really good as a republic. We had made leaps and bounds into technology and industrial age and, and income and people were rich. And so we lost representation. And what I mean by that is, is you and I would elect Bob or Jane down the street as a representative. And representatives were more localized. They weren't, you know, spread across big swaths of a county or a state. It was pretty much localized because each district should be local. You know, if you live in a large district that's primarily city, then you think and want different things as a representative of that city than you would a rural area that's farming or logging or ranching or mining. You know, these things that they would represent were based on the demographics of that community. And then they would go to the Capitol building and they would hammer out all the issues that faced the state. And, and they would come to terms that worked with their people they represented. So it had nothing to do with Washington and special interest and woke fucking tarred asshats. had to do with the people in your community. You look around people even in your neighborhood. They all live in that neighborhood, whether it's gated or rural or whatever, because they have similar belief structures. So that's what representation was. See, it was very small, localized, and that's why your representative represented your district. Now, back to the, the thought of, the, of this hegemony thing. Is, it's like, so I would elect my representative, and then he or she would go to the state. They would hammer it all out. They would pick or appoint two senators to go to Washington and tell them, this is what the state requires. State of Arizona needs this. We're not going to vote on that, and we're not going to fund that because we're Congress. We write the checks. You know, so Congress or the House was made up of the representatives you picked, and then the, the senators your representatives picked and appointed, and then they would go and do the bidding for each state. So the federal government was to represent the states. And not the people. That's why we didn't elect presidents by popular vote, because presidents represent the states, not the people. Anyway, so our enemies and, and even our friends and allies across the world, they see us as a republic because that's what our Constitution says we are. And they know what that means. And so they can look at our hegemonic fucking disaster policies, you know, funding Ukrainian war. No matter how long it takes to kill all them fucking Ukrainians, basically. And so these sanctions, all this stuff we've done with an iron fist over the many years have been done in your name and my name. And it's just simple politics. In a republic, they're doing exactly what you told them to do and how to represent you. And you must just hate Russians. You hate Ukrainians. You hate fucking Chinese people. You hate everyone. And if we don't build 900 military bases around the world to keep an eye on everybody that we hate, well, then we're a bunch of fuck-ups, and we are. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through it, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a few more of these uh, podcasts on each, each, uh, 
each thing, you know, the political hegemony throwing its weight around the world, which is what we do. I mean, you don't have to be a scholar to see how America uses this hegemony to really just push the world to do things, you know, and, and, and mold other countries around the world with its values and all that. And, and then, uh, then, the, this, then there's like four or five points in that, and then it's military hegemony. And so economic hegemony, and I, I think technological hegemony, which we've lost that battle, and then cultural, you know, spreading false narratives, you know, fake news and all that, which, you know, it's not, not people on Facebook. They're, they're talking about the entire United States when they talk about spreading false narratives. You, know, you and I talking right now, this is not a false narrative. You know, even if I'm a little off base, I'm not moving the world through hegemony. You know, that's our government, the people we picked, the people we allow to run amok in our names. So when when you look at <coughs> some of these things that, you know, maybe China does hate us. Maybe Russia does kind of distrust us and not like us. And maybe they'd like to kick our ass in the schoolyard once or twice, not to win and dominate the world, just to put us in our fucking place. And you know what? They might have every fucking right to do it. You know why? We're assholes. And, and, and I hate to say it, but that makes you an asshole and it makes me an asshole because we choose to, to, to live in a gated community where we don't want to get involved. We don't want to go talk to our neighbor, but we need to. Yes, you might end up like January 6th and thrown in jail because you have a, an opinion. You might get, you know, canceled on YouTube like I did for talking about vaccines and, and, and whatever I was talking about. You know, even though I was using CDC statistics, it didn't matter. So, you know, we've just, we've allowed this to happen because we choose to not get involved. It's complicated and it's hard. And, and I still to this day believe that it starts locally. You know, it, it starts in your house, teaching your children responsibility and not to be a fuck up <clears throat> and not to come home crying because, you know, Billy freaking smacked you upside the head and gave you a bloody nose because you were being an asshole because you really were being an asshole. You know, we don't tell our kids that. Well, stop being an asshole, asshole. You know, stop being retarded. So. It's, it's a lack of engagement, you know, with we the people anymore. And, 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 and I'm not to say it's, it's a big conspiracy, but it's, it's a big conspiracy. You know, if they tax us to death and control our minds so much that we only have a few hours every day by the time you get home and your spouse gets home because you have to have two jobs to barely eat by a living in America these days because of taxation and bullshit – then you don't have time to do anything <clears throat> like read a good book. I mean, like, you know, like back in the old days when people read history, you know, you, you might watch a little bit of the news. You might watch, you know, Tucker or, or Anderson Cooper or whoever you like. And, th and that, that gives you the, the false impression that you're at least aware of the writing on the wall. But you're not because they're all lying to you. Even Tucker Carlson has his uh, third rail issues. He can't touch. He might allude to them. But he doesn't talk about this shit. He'll talk about Ohio all day long, which is important, what happened in Ohio. But he, he's not going to talk about this travesty of a war in Ukraine. No. he talk about it, but he won't talk about it. So we get that little hour of respite and go, okay, 
I'm current. My bills are paid. I, I kiss my spouse. I tuck the kids in bed. I've fulfilled my duties for today. I will get up and repeat. And then I will watch news, kiss the kids goodnight, repeat. You know, so <clears throat> we're we're put in that box and, and it's hard to break out of it. It should be easier now because the government is paying us to not work. A lot of people are quietly quitting their jobs and, and just kind of going in and you have to look up quiet quitting. You know, there's some really good videos on YouTube about it and how people just show up to work, but they don't work. They just get their paycheck. So it's it's dragging America down and, and it's probably playing right into the, you know, big government's you know, greedy little fucking hands. But either way, you know, so why can't we take a little more time to read? Why can't we take a little more time to be involved locally? Why can't we, you know, not saying run for politics because that's a waste of fucking time in, in any city, small or large, but, you know, meet those people, get to know them, go, you know, you got seven to 10 or 12 aldermen or, or councilmen. That's it. Those are the people that really run your city. And, and so if you can talk to them and go, man, this is heinous. And if you get to know them to where they're kind of like a friend or you're at least paying attention to who's running your fucking city, you can get involved. Because we're not that swamped anymore. <laughs> because the government's paying us not to work and they're about to do their digital bank currency. So we're all going to be fucked anyway. But we need to get involved. We need to become the loud minority and, 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 and not violent because I've said this before. A revolution or a civil war will destroy America. It's over. You might as well just not even show up because when it's over, it's fucking over. You know, America, lightning in a bottle, the great society, the light on the hill is fucking over because we don't have anyone smart enough in Washington or in the state or even in our local cities or in our counties that could hold a candle for Thomas Jefferson to, to clean off the Constitution while you're holding your candle. See that? Yeah, you missed some dust there. Okay, what does it say? They're, they're not even that fucking smart. So we have to fix it and move along. We have to keep this car running to, to make it up the hill, even if we have to jump out and push a little bit to where we can get it tuned and, and, and rebuilt. Not rewritten, rebuilt, which means taking off all the shit, stripping it down to the frame and go, man, this was actually really a cool car. This was alien tech and we fucked it all up. How do we fix it? See, we don't have anyone that's smart enough in Washington or these deemed politicians or the elite or our leaders. They're all dumb as fucking dirt. They're smart enough to rob us fucking blind. But when it comes to constitutionality, they don't have a clue. They really don't. And, and, you know, I, I ranted and raved about Rand Paul being an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. You know, his father was smart. But, you know, and, and maybe he's smart. Maybe he just chooses the wrong words because he's in that game and he has to play that game. Whatever the, the buzzword is for that word. So he goes, I think, I feel, I believe. Well, I don't care what you think, feel, or believe, ass. You represent half of your state. And I think I was wrong in that one. I think I said... Tennessee, he's actually a senator for Kentucky, you know, so he, he's a senator of Kentucky. And we're like, wow, wow, you're a senator. You represent half of one state called Kentucky. That's it. You might just represent the smaller fucking half. 
you know, so there's 50 states. So that would make 100 senators. So he's one, 1% of the people I should go, oh, wow, you're so fucking cool. Why? Well, because you're, you're 1% of those people. Go fuck yourself. That's what I think. So I don't care what Rand Paul or any of these douchebags say they think or feel or want to happen. They're all neocons that are dragging us into a war and, and spending all of our money on something we don't give a fuck about. And really, if you think you actually care about the sovereignty of Ukraine, then fucking move to Ukraine because we have a southern border right over there, 50 miles from where I live to where it's being just invaded. So I don't really care about Ukraine. I might like the people and I might think it's a travesty or I might think it's a travesty what they were doing to Russian speaking people. But it's none of my fucking business. And it, Rand Paul, it's none of your fucking business either. But the, the trillion dollars we're blowing over there or the three, two or three trillion we spent in Afghanistan and Iraq and the evildoers, I don't give a fuck. What I care about is our taxes here. Why are we paying more and more and more and more in taxes? Why are we more and more and more in debt? Why? Why? That's what I want to know what you think. And, and, and so it's just aggravating, you know. So we're not going to fix it. If you think there's going to be a civil war and, and some righteous person is going to stand up and go, blah, 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 you're a fucking idiot. Just like, you know, how many religions are there? based on a few prophecies that got written down. Thousands. Nobody can say for certainty, uh, I, I wrote this book about Jesus because I was there. Just yesterday, we had a beer together. See, that's a little firsthand. Everything in the Bible and everything in politics is hearsay and, and not admissible in court. And, and if you really listen to these politicians, you'll see that they're like lawyers. I don't recall. Did you understand that the word recall means that legally you can't be held responsible if you can't recall it? If you say, I don't remember, that's bullshit because you remember everything. We, the people, you and I remember everything, probably from our first shit in a diaper when we were born. It's up there. We can't recall it. So when these these fucking politicians go, well, I don't recall. I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment. They should be drug out and fucking tarred and feathered. Maybe not with really hot tar, because that used to kill people. But at least tar and feather them, motherfuckers. But no, we're like all in awe of them. It's like, oh, did you hear what Matthew McConaughey said? Oh, fuck Matthew McConaughey. He's one person, just like you. His political opinion means no more than yours. But they can pull people together. And then they start getting a, a big voice. And then people are like, well, that's a big voice. I should listen. What? Oh, I can hear that. Fuck. We need to, we need to, we need to wake the fuck up. So I, I, I'm thinking that this, this thing on hegemony is important. Because Russia and China do not have any stated treaty or agreement, but they're good friends. And, and you know, you might not have an agreement with your friend down the street, but you know what? If somebody starts harassing you and he sees it, he's going to come over and, and watch your back and go, hey, what the fuck are you doing here on this property? Get out of here. 
And that's how Russia and China are. And, and they're actually smart people. And they actually want to make money. So when, when we say we'll build a bridge or a fucking high-speed rail in Africa, there's strings attached. We're like, well, we need you to do this, and we need you to kiss that and suck on this. And, and, and China's just like, you need a bridge? We'll build it. This helps us. And in helping you, it helps us. You get what you want, and we get what we want without strings attached. Because we're building a Belt and Road Initiative that will dominate world trade, which they already do. So don't get all fucking butthurt about that. We are so out of the loop. We don't even see that there's a loop. We're looking at a, at the, there's like a loop. And we're not in it. We're looking at it this way. Oh, we see it's a straight line from point A to point B. But there's actually a loop. And it goes around. And we don't see it. And we're not part of it. So that's my rant. I will be talking about this thing a little bit more. And I think my next, uh, my next shorter podcast will be about, you know, the, the hegemony. And, and, uh, and like I said, it'll, it'll, it'll be the, the, the first one, which is... Uh, the the political hegemony and you know throwing our weight around and all that and I'll read it and I'll look into it a little bit but you know me I'm not really all that smart I I, I my my thing is I can I can see things and I have the ability to go yeah that's fucking right and and I think we all do and sometimes we just need to be pointed in that direction and go do you see that rut in the road oh yeah. You know enough to veer around it, but maybe you were offline while you were driving and you didn't see that rut in the road. And that's just my job to sit there and go, see that? Try to avoid that. And then, and then I have to hope that you, like me and everyone else, are smart enough to avoid the rut or at least acknowledge its existence so we don't just go barreling into it at 100 miles an hour and get thrown off the road and flip our car. So I love you all. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.